Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. So with a defensive coordinator now on staff in name, which was something you didn't have last year, is Coach Babbage calling the plays this season? Well, we're going to see. Okay. Uh, it's still to be see. determined. It's still to be determined, okay. correct. Yeah, we're going to go through that. And um, there's a lot of days and steps between now and then. And, gotcha. and so we'll make that decision when we have to. This is Bills head coach Sean McDermott. We heard from GM Brandon Bean earlier today. Buffalo Bills controlling their messaging here at the NFL Scouting Combine to help us decipher all that is happening in Indianapolis. We bring in Matt Perino, who's our ears and eyes at the NFL Combine. Do you believe Sean McDermott when you, when he says we're still trying to sort that out? Or do you think he really has his mind made up, just doesn't want to share that it's going to be him calling the plays or Bobby Babbage calling plays in 2024, Matt? Um. I don't believe him, but I also think what he's doing is he's giving a first-year play caller some room to where if they get to the games and it's not going the way that they want, uh, he can take over and take that role back. Or maybe they get to that point and he runs through a couple of situations that he just maybe feels he's not ready yet. And that's one of the things. You look at these two coordinators now, and I've been very complimentary of Babbage, Joe Brady. They're very young. They're very young in their roles. And obviously Brady has a lot more experience at the NFL level, you know, calling plays. He did it in Carolina that he did it again here in Buffalo. Babbage, it's a bit of an unknown. But, you know, I think if you read between the lines, you know, with Sean talking yesterday, he said, you know, he, I, I like Bobby's vision for the defense. And I wrote that I think it's hard to have a, you know, a vision for the defense or execute that vision if you're not the one kind of calling the shot. So I think – Eventually, he is going to do that. I think they'll land on that. I, I think it's just about – that's a mindset with Sean. Like, he doesn't want to put too much on people's plate from the jump. He's always been that way with rookies, uh, with young players, and I think it kind of bleeds over into coaches now that he doesn't have, like, those experienced guys. I mean, Dable, even Dennison, Dable, and Frazier were all these massively experienced coordinators. Now he's got guys that are, like, infants in that realm. Matt, since we last talked, we learned the uh, NFL salary cap, a little more breathing room than we expected, $255 million. We saw the Bills last night uh, making the first move, Brandon Bean uh, restructuring the deal of Connor McGovern. And I guess the question is, like, are, I guess we can kind of speculate where the Bills go next, but what we were talking about earlier is a player that I thought last season, okay, he's played his last down with the Buffalo Bills, but now I'm kind of debating this in my own head. What about Tredavious White? What are the prospects that the Bills could actually go to the corner and, and maybe he'll, he'll do them a favor by taking less next year? Yeah, see, that's the key word there. 
you know, Brandon Bean, I, I, heard, I listened to the start of the show, and, and he was obviously talking up Trey. And this is a really hard decision. No matter which way that they go, you have to balance, like, the professional side of things and, like, what Brandon's job is and to evaluate the talent of a player, the cost, and then the production that you've seen. And, you know, with, with a couple of those things, it's like th- those are definitely check marks against maybe bringing back Trey White. But I thought, you know, when he talked about restructuring – you know, he mentioned modifying a contract as something that may be part of the plan over the next couple of months, not specifically with Trey White, but just in general with a lot of these players that they're looking at. I, I wonder if they don't just sit down with Trey White and say, listen, we want you back here. We, we think that you can get back to the player that you were. Uh, you're starting at a, a, a bit of a different place than you were last time because you just haven't played a lot of football for the last couple of years. Can we rework this thing a little bit? Give us some breathing room. We still want you part of this thing moving forward, but make it a little bit more tenable. Uh, I'd, I'd be very interested to see if they can't land on something. But then from Trey, Trey's perspective, I mean, you're always going to be a player where you're like thinking, I'm going to get back to the level that I was. You know, he could potentially, if he has a big year coming up, could potentially get another bite at the apple with another contract. Does he want to sacrifice dollars? Does he want to extend and change the course of, of this contract. Those are all the little nitty gritty parts of the business side that are really complicated. Um, I'm still leaning toward, I I don't know where I'm at. I mean, Hmm. two weeks ago I was really, I thought Trey White was going to be gone. And the more and more you hear them talk about it, I just think they're, they're almost backing themselves uh, emotionally up back into a corner, knowing what he means to them. And that it seems like his, his rehab is, is trending in a really good direction. What, 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 are the, what do his teammates think of Tredavious White? Because Is that part of this too, Matt? Oh, huge. I mean, if you want to talk about one of the most well-liked players in the locker room, a locker clean-out, we didn't get a chance to talk to Trey White. And over the last couple of years, he's, he's kind of done an about-face. He does not do a lot of media. Uh, it, it, he just doesn't seem really comfortable with it. We, we ask him, and he's like, what do you want to talk about? And he says, oh, I'll get you next time. And then he doesn't really talk. What, I don't really. I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. I don't know where that all stems from. But if you look at him behind the scenes when no cameras are rolling and he just gets to be Trey White, you know, former captain, Bills cornerback, guys flock to him. The energy, the the just the levity that he brings, the experience that he brings. I mean, the way that guys like Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson have talked about him and how important he's been to them. He's also, if you're looking at this from Sean McDermott's perspective a tool in the locker room to develop young players in a position. They've developed a lot of players. All right. So along those lines, let's stay at corner because if you listen carefully to some of the wins and, and and the directions that they're blowing here in the off season, you can kind of determine what, what might be the future for some of these players and certainly prospects that are there in Indianapolis, Matt Uh, earlier this week, we heard on one bills live, Steve Tasker kind of propping up Kyrie Elam a little bit. And Kyrie Elam is the, is a, fascinating story here this offseason as you know we we know what he wasn't last year we know what we expect him to be given that they invested a first round pick in him you've got a new positional coach and tasker as bold as to say i think kairilam is starting week one at corner whoa is that legit could that actually be the case or or is this hey, let's get some messaging out there to drive up the value of Kyer Elam so that we can, if we need to, move on from this corner knowing that we have a little bit of depth at the position now. 
Um, if you wanted to sell me a scenario where Kyrie Elam wins a starting job, I mean, I wouldn't laugh you out of the room. Like, I think it's he's a former first round pick. I, I think there's a lot of untapped potential in there. And I think the key to, to the Kyrie Elam story is that John Butler is no longer there. When we were doing locker cleanout, I asked him about the process and the disappointing year two and whether or not that's impacted him. And has he leaned on anybody like his position coach? And he just looked back at me and said, no comment. And basically kind of insinuated that it was Butler who was holding him back from playing. So now with Butler out of the mix, new cornerback specific coach. So it's no longer the uh, John Butler who was overseeing the corners and the safeties. It, they have a guy coming in here in Jamil uh, Adai who can just work with the cornerbacks, the boundary guys. Taron Johnson, they have their own nickel coach now uh, that they brought in as well. So I, I think Kyrie Elam's in a position to go into this year re-energize himself around the fact of, okay, perception or reality, whatever it was, the guy that you felt like is holding you back is no longer there. And I still think there's a belief in him in the building. When Brandon talks about him, they're still pretty high on Kyrie Elam. The problem is you're going to probably have to beat out Christian Benford and Rasul Douglas, who I think both showed very well last season. I think you can make an argument right now. You know an argument that I might listen to even more right now? Even with Trey White on the roster, I think Christian Benford at this point is CB1. The only thing where I hesitate with that is that he struggled to stay healthy and availability. We've all talked about that enough. Yeah, I, it's sticking with the secondary here too. Matt Perino, Shop Podcast, Syracuse Post Standard, our guest here. Um, hearing Brandon Bean talk about it, almost had like a take, like, hey, when it comes to safety position, how rare is it that you have a tandem that has been together seven years? And I, I, hard for me to imagine your number eight, the way it kind of ended for Micah Hyde here. But what are your thoughts here on Poyer? And that's another player I go back and forth on where I like Jordan Poyer's game last year, Matt. But um, I don't know if we can expect another year out of a, a player that is uh, on the wrong side of 30. Yeah, and I think like the, the challenge is if Hyde retires or moves on, are you comfortable moving on from both of them and the institutional knowledge that Sean McDermott uh, mentioned yesterday in one off season? I don't know if you're in that spot. Now, the problem is there's some cap relief to moving on from Poyer. You add about 5 million, that could be very valuable. I mean, they did, they did the Connor McGovern restructure. So you got about four there. You're going to have to get about 22, 23 with Josh Allen's uh, restructure. You're probably going to do a couple extensions. You can do a couple other different things as well. And then you're starting to kind of find some space. You know, the $5 million that a potential Poyer release would create is, it's significant. It's something that I think you have to consider and what you want to be. If you want to be the version of this defense that played last season, I think Poyer showed that he's still got value left because he can play in the box. I wonder if that's not like the next progression in his career. I don't know personally how much he actually liked that, doing that, playing that way. But if it is something he embraces or maybe they have a, another guy that they find for that role. Um, I think that adds more value. It's just, it's going to come down to the dollars and cents of it. As you move all of these things around, where can you get potential replacements? Um, and, and maybe they find a couple guys in the draft. Maybe there's a couple like unsung free agents, you know, the Poyer, the modern day Poyer and Hyde. Remember when they signed them back in 17, those weren't coveted guys that people were trying to, bring into their their buildings they got them on pretty modest deals and and so i think they might be able to do that again if they should if they go in that direction this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Could you see some creativity out of the Bills with who they do have in the defensive backfield? You already mentioned that you think Benford is CB1, but I've heard fans mention, hey, what about Benford back at safety? What about Rasul Douglas knowing his ball hawking abilities? You put him back there at safety knowing that you have potentially Kyrie Elam on one side, Benford on the other, or Douglas on the other. Do you think they could get creative with with the positions with some of these guys and, and play them in non-traditional roles? Yeah, I don't know if that conversation truly happens until May because we don't have a full picture of what the roster is. Like mm-hmm. They have to go out and figure out who, who are the safeties that they're going to bring in. They don't have many on the roster right now. And I, I'm also interested to see, like, are you running this back with DeMar Hamlin again? Are you going to, um, you know, figure that he's going to take another step back toward this season? Like, go back to before the injury, uh, before the incident in Cincinnati, he was playing pretty good football for a day three pick, late day three pick, who was asked to all of a sudden play 900 snaps and play some Micah Hyde. I thought there were some good things that Hamlin showed. And if he's your fourth safety, I, don't, I wouldn't like be objectable to that. But you have to also figure, okay, if you do get in a situation where he has to play, do you trust him in that spot? I mean, they pretty much played everybody else at safety except for him, except for a couple spots last year. So you've got to make those decisions. Once you make those decisions and you have an idea of what the roster is going to look like, then you can kind of pivot. I'm 100% no way, no how Christian Benford gets moved to safety at this point, only because he was so good at corner. I mean, it, it made you think, it made me think back to Trey White early in his career, his first couple of seasons. Obviously not the all-pro level of caliber of a player, but if you talk about um, as a hitter, as a tackler, as somebody that can cover in space, somebody that can play off corner, somebody that has the ability to recover. I remember there was one play in a game. I can't remember the game, but somebody got beat deep, and it wasn't even Benford's man, and he came flying down the field and had a huge pass breakup in the game. It's like those little things where you just can't teach. It's why they've, they've loved him this entire time. Um, I also don't know about Douglas only because I think he views himself as a cornerback. And I think there's more money out there at cornerback and he's coming up on the, on the last year of a contract and he's coming off of a year where he just had, what was it? Six takeaways in seven games or something crazy like that. So 
I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit more challenging to move established guys to the safety position, but never say never, I guess. Matt Perino, Circus Post Standard uh, Shop Podcast. Matt, I'm just curious, what is your agenda here this week? Because this is, you know, we're hearing from the decision makers here early on, but we're going to hear from the prospects a little later on. Are you going to these wide receiver press conferences? Are you checking things out? Like, kind of give us a lay of the land and what your plans are at the Combine this week. Yeah, it's, it's, you got to be careful tonight, all right? This is Tuesday night <laughs> in Indianapolis, and it, it, it tends to get turned up because now everybody's in town. We were out last night a little bit. wasn't as busy as it'll be tonight, and we got an 8 a.m. wake-up call tomorrow. The defensive linemen get up to the podium, and there's a lot of guys I want to listen to because I think, like, you can – you go into this process, and there's a couple of guys that you probably like, right? Like, you know, the, the, the kid from the Senior Bowl, Darius Robinson, who made a lot of noise. He's somebody that I'm going to kind of be looking at here uh, tomorrow up at the, in the early session. You want to kind of see what it looks like. Because I go back to the combine two years ago, and you know who was the most impressive player at any position that year that skyrocketed on my own personal board just because I felt like he was going to be such a personality fit with the Bills? Trent McDuffie. Mm. Like, I could not stop talking about how impressive he was from his football IQ, from his talking about the schemes, different schemes that he could potentially fit into, the versatility to his game, and just the general how well-spoken he was, how confident he was. You get all of those things. And, you know, Sean was talking about it yesterday. Like, there's a lot you could tell from a person's body language in these settings, like how they handle themselves under extreme stressful situations. And I, I kind of had that going into this week as well. So we'll get the D linemen. We'll get linebackers. I know that's not as uh, juicy. I think the bills are set there. Uh, then we'll get um, wide receivers and defensive backs on Friday. So I'm pretty excited about that. I leave for Disney World on Friday night, so I'll miss all the offensive linemen on Saturday. But here's the thing, guys. I don't know if this is an offensive line draft. I mean, the Bills are bringing back 11 of 12. I don't know if there's a roster spot for an offensive lineman at this point. I was going to just say, you know, I think the McGovern move to restructure and, and that have that have that be the first move of the offseason kind of speaks to what they were talking about earlier, what Brandon Bean was talking about earlier. This was the best offensive line performance that the Bills have had since McDermott and Bean have been in Buffalo, and you feel pretty good about that going into next season. It gives you a little bit of confidence. There is a, a guy that's on his way to free agency that feels like he should be a part of that equation. Do you think they bring back David Edwards? Yes. Uh, the only thing that wouldn't bring him back is if he gets like a, a, a pretty good number uh, on the free agent market, but he's a Cromer guy. Like he's, you know, if you want to talk about Cromer's impact in the room and developing or getting guys to kind of get up to speed on his system in year two for a lot of those guys, Dawkins, Morris, Spencer Brown, I think Edwards was key in that because he played for Cromer in LA. And I think bringing that, you know, experience from a player perspective was so massive. I think they want to get him back. He played a great role as that third tight end, but he he's ultra valuable as your first guard off the bench as well. They were really lucky in that they didn't lose anybody last year, but Edwards can play right guard. He can play left guard. Uh, obviously showed he can play that jumbo package as well. And maybe it's something that Edwards really likes because it's going to extend his career. This is a guy, remember, in L.A., was dealing with major concussion issues. And so having that reset button this past year, I think was really, really good for him. 
Uh, Matt, I, just before we let you go, I wanted to get your take here because uh, one of the rumors floating around there, and, and we'll be talking about this a little later in the show, Justin Jefferson, like could the Vikings, if they don't want to pay him and he's on the move, would we, would we worry about that if we were in a new, if, if he were in New England without a quarterback, let's say? I mean, the Vikings really wouldn't do this, would they? And would the Bills actually, would Brandon Bean actually be kind of investigating that move? I don't think Brandon Bean's investigating that that move. Only from the perspective of you already got Diggs on the line. You're not trading him back to Minnesota, and even if you do, that comes with a dead cap hit. And then you're going to have to turn around and pay Justin Jefferson. I I don't know if that's the move when you have all this draft capital this year and can probably be really aggressive in terms of what you want to do. With, probably in the first round, if you want, of course, that's the easy stuff. But I I think the play more so is potentially trading back. And again, we got more of the process to go through. We want to look at all these players and, and get to know all these wide receivers a little bit more, how deep this class really is. But if you move back and now all of a sudden you've armed yourself with the amount of capital you'll need to move up in the second, third and fourth round, because that's a problem a lot of times, right guys, the bills trade a day two or day three pick go up in the first round. Now they don't have any maneuverability in those second and third rounds where we've seen teams like Detroit, Houston, really hit on those middle, early to middle of round two and three. And I think that's maybe where you can get the value on a wide receiver, all while adding more draft capital. Again, you've got to really trust your evaluators in that spot, right? Because I think that's one of the main reasons why the Bills haven't traded uh, or haven't drafted a wide receiver in the first three rounds in the last couple of years is because it's a real big gamble. We're, we see a really wide range of outcomes with wide receivers. So I just think lessen the impact with a miss by adding more draft capital. I think 28 to 50 is a pretty, like, you're, there's not a huge drop-off in talent at that level. And if you could pick potentially two times in that spot because you trade back, I, 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 there's a lot of value there, guys. And there's a lot of receivers that I get excited about early day two. George Pickens was a date was was a second round draft pick. Tank Dell went in the third last year. So a lot of a lot of guys that I think you can get. All right, Matt, knowing that uh you're not gonna be on with us next week, we're not gonna bother you while you're at the happiest place on earth, but I'm jealous. I don't want to no. know. What, where is he gonna where, what, what, where what are you saying? Yeah. What's the game plan? Let's be nerds for a second here. Let's be a couple of real dorky dads. I like where your head's at. Um so <laughs> I leave Friday night. I land uh in Orlando hotel for one night, the kids and my wife fly in Saturday morning. I pick them up. We go over to, uh, we got a Verbo home. Oh, uh, nice. We've never stayed in one of these before. A uh, couple pools on property. So we'll, we'll do that whole thing. We got some, uh, fam- her family's coming out as well. Uh, so we'll do the big family thing. And then it's off to the races on Sunday, magic kingdom, um, uh, Epcot, uh, animal kingdom, planet Hollywood. And then we close the show with one more day of magic kingdom we are gluttons for punishment in the Perino household, wow. uh, and we are going uh, to the nines. And it's my daughter's birthday, uh, so I can't remember the exact name of it, but on her birthday, she's actually having a private uh, princess breakfast that is going to be uh, one for the memory books. I yeah, I, dude. I can't talk it, too much about it, dude. I'm this, this, is all, this is all hitting real close to home for me, man. I am so happy for you. You're going to have a blast. Mike Danger. Unbelievable. Just an unbelievable experience that you've got in front of cats in the cradle on no let me tell you man like best experiences ever down there at disney when you have (laughs) when you have kids that are into it and it sounds like yours are and they're the perfect age for it they're gonna have memories that last a lifetime you and and your wife are gonna have a blast
blast the entire family man that that sounds like a lot of fun the last thing you need to worry about next week is dealing with gene and i so we we hope you have safe travels and, and a great vacation next week and as always appreciate you uh, carving out some of your time and your schedule to to be our eyes and ears there in indianapolis buddy Oh, anytime, and I look forward to two weeks from today when we really uh, ratchet this thing up on free agency. Yeah, well, no, I'm going to want to talk about your. I'm going to want no, full recap, right? Yeah. I don't want free agency. Yeah. I want full recap. I want to know about how long the wait times were at uh, at Epcot, whether or not you did drinking around the world. You know, all the all the fun stuff, all the essential stuff. Free agency could take a backseat. Uh, you know what? I love where both your heads at, aren't they? And listen, <laughs> Gino, I know I won't be here next week, but I'll miss you, buddy. Have a, a good couple weeks. Take care of yourself, okay, buddy? I, I'll be fine, Matt. Uh, well, thank you, as always, for your time, buddy. There Matt, you go. Matt Perino. Matt Perino. Uh, after he's done in Indianapolis, <laughs> off to the happiest place on earth. I'm not far. I'm not. No Disney this year, which is, like, weird, odd for us. We're taking the year off. We're doing Universal this year. Okay. First week of April. All right. Few days at Universal. Girls want to see Harry Potter. And they're all of a sudden into Harry Potter. It's so funny, you know, like, as their dad. I remember telling them when they were younger, hey, Here's a book for you to read. Get into this. Get into Harry Potter. And of course, neither of them were influenced by what I had to say. It took no. something on social media for them to be like, oh, we should watch Harry Potter. We should read the books. We should. And now they're, they're head over heels with Harry Potter. They, they need to see Harry Potter. Land. So that, that'll be Just part of the vacation. As long as you're back in time for the eclipse. Oh, the eclipse. Where we claim ownership of the sun for one day. In Rochester. That's right. Right next to Rory McIlroy. We're so the provincial. Sun. Yeah, yes, the it, sun it goes, is ours. It goes uh, Abby Wambach, who no longer lives here, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who passed away tragically, and The Sun. I think that's the top three that we're claiming ownership oh. of. Well, God rest Philip Seymour Hoffman's soul, but I, I'm going to move Rory into that Ooh. slot. Okay. All right. So, like, <laughs> who's, look, he's got property here. His wife is from here. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't know if you knew that or he's not. He's ours. We own him. Uh, we'll get to Aldrich. That's some takes on tap next in the sports bar. I've I've planted my flag. I've made up my mind. I I know what I want to see the Bears do with their offseason situation. I'm not saying that this is the right thing to do because ultimately they're probably going to screw it up no matter what they do, but this makes the most sense to me. Sports parents, youth level, high school level. Ooh. It can be bad. No kidding. Well, <laughs> imagine somebody who has accomplished as much as anyone has ever accomplished in one sport mm. and this person could still be a bad sports parent. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll enjoy my take on LeBron here. Oh, good. Oh, well, um, I know, minimum, I'll appreciate it at minimum. Uh, and also with spring training going on, I'm ready to set a tone. I'm going to tell you what the game plan is here uh, for this year's Major League Baseball season. It's a move that I think anybody listening to the sports bar can follow along and, and play along with throughout the course of the season. Uh, it's going to make for a more enjoyable Major League Baseball season. We know how long that's, that regular season can be. We'll uh, get to Seth Thappert next hour as well. Amherst head coach stopping by at 425. Plus your phone calls. Lines are open. 866-4FAN. 585-866-4326. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.